Welcome to ICUP with We. This is a podcast that chronicles our pursuit of knowledge as we explore the pop culture phenomenon that is the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. And today we're reviewing 2007's Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 3. Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 3. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. We are back. And when I say we, I don't mean the royal we. When I say we, I don't mean myself and the dear listener, you. There's a third person in this little love triangle, young lady and young man. And his name is Eric. Eric, the co-host of the Comos, how you doing? I'm doing really well. And I'm glad that you included the listener in our love triangle. I mean, they truly are the third in our thruple. They're the first. Hey, I like that. They are number one in this equation. Numero uno. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. There you go. You're number one. And you know what? Take that. You know, everybody send us your addresses so we can send you a number one listener coffee mug. Oh, my gosh. I wish we could. We should do we should do merch. We should have ICUP with we number one listener coffee mugs. Oh my god. Would anybody I don't who would broadcast first of all that they listen to this show? I don't nobody apparently. And second of all that they listen so hard that they're considered number one. I'll tell you what. If somebody hits us up on Twitter ICUPWWE, or if they email us, ICUPWWE at gmail.com. I'm not joking. I will send them a custom ICUP with we number one listener coffee mug. I will do it. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Get on the line. Call into the show. Yeah, call us now. <laughs> call us call us now. <laughs> While we're recording this, call us. Um yeah, it's uh listen, if you're somehow listening to this at 10:23 in the morning central time on uh, the 6th of December 2020, go ahead and call in. When you get I'm, your I'm time here. machine going. On. I'm going to freak out if in the future time machines exist and my phone starts ringing right now. No, didn't happen. Time machines that. don't That's exist. That's proof that time ex- time machines will never exist. Uh, that that right there was proof. So disappointed very disappointed listen guys this is our third episode that takes place in 2007 it is yes uh we've talked about albums that year Mm -hmm. we talked about food yes that was last week instead of talking about music the easter food for some reason let's talk about notable films from 2007 yeah i think this is uh, a good thing to do because after three episodes we start to lose context right you go 2007 what was 2007 like what was going on in 2007 well you stop thinking about it and you start going all i know is right now i don't know anything before december 2020 uh but we're going to remind you of 
what was going on in the world of cinema in 2007. And this is important because it will probably turn on a few light bulbs for you and you'll go, oh, I remember that year now. So here we go. And and this was a huge year in movies for ICP. Big, big I mean, year they were in movies. Starring in everything, it seems like. When did uh, Big Money Rustlas come out? Was that in that time frame? Oh, had to have been. Let's see. Had to have been. It might have been a little bit later. Uh, it was. It was in 2010. So it was a couple Oof. years later. Okay, a couple years off. Yeah, a couple yeah, years off. Yeah. So this was in between. So Big Money Hustlers was a few years before. Big. This was probably when they were in pre-production when they were thinking about Big Money Rustlers. Mm. So these movies may have encouraged them, inspired them to to move forward. You heard it here. These movies are prequels. To big money rustlers. All of these movies. Uh, All of these movies are prequels. So let's start real quick. That was the year that the 79th Academy Awards occurred. And although award shows, uh, I think, are uh, not qualified to tell me what the best movies of the year are, these are the ones that got the attention with the most uh, nominations. So The Departed got five nominations. The Queen got six. Pan's Labyrinth got six, which is definitely one of my favorite movies of mm-hmm. probably the last decade or two. Uh, Babel got seven, which I've never seen. And Dreamgirls got eight. Ooh. Eight eight nominations for Dreamgirls. I didn't realize that movie was so big. Jennifer Hudson blowing it out. I think I, think I saw that movie one time. I, I mean, I know, I know you're a musical fan. I am a musical fan. Yeah. Now, Eric, remind me, who's the uh, host that year of the Academy Awards? Who was the host that year? Let's see. It was hosted by Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I heard she's great, but also an absolute nightmare. That's what I've heard as well, as I would assume most people uh, in that position. Right, right. Well, I mean, if you're a superstar level superstar, then, you know, it's going to happen. Oh, I'm just waiting for the day that I can be an asshole to everybody. <laughs> when this podcast blows up and we have our own talk show. Right. When we're like morning. dancing at the beginning of every episode and we're like, don't look at me in the eye and don't touch me, you know, and we've got like. Don't you fucking you touch know. me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's that's how it's going to be. Uh, let's Absolutely. talk about the highest grossing films of 2007 though the ones that that people really saw the ones that that really mattered uh we'll go from 10 down to one number 10 uh i remember seeing this in the theater and i remember liking it quite a bit 300 i also heavily enjoyed that movie that came out in 2007 yeah long time ago uh the second one not so good uh Number nine. No, I mean the second. The second three hundred was not so good. Oh, 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 six hundred. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. No, it was three hundred one. Oh, three hundred and one Dalmatians. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, at number nine, the ninth highest grossing film of that year, National Treasure: Book of Secrets. Book of Se- I could, dude. I could not. I know roughly. I could tell you the story of the first National Treasure but could not tell you the rough like plot of book of secrets at all. I I saw the first one and I thought it was actually not too bad. Uh, I don't really remember it very well, uh, but I never saw the second one. So I don't know. 
Mm. See, I think I recently rewatched the first one. That's probably why I could tell you main plot points. Mm. That's probably it. Uh, okay, number eight. Uh, another one that I really liked: the Simpsons movie. Ooh, it was, it was pretty, that was a good one. Yeah, pretty pretty good one. Uh, now part of the Disney family, the Simpsons. Uh, Ooh, the Disney verse. Yes. Uh, number seven. I am Legend with Will Smith. Damn, that was a good movie. I've never seen it. Oh man, you dude! I am Legend was solid. I liked the band. Well, used to like the band. He is Legend. They they were a good band as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and okay. that's who they were talking about. Will Smith. Will Smith is probably in He Is Legend. Probably. Just they were talking about I am Hollywood, and that's what they were talking about. Will Smith being Hollywood, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. Uh, number six, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Now there, let me tell you, Eric. Yes. On TikTok right now, there is a a whole trend going around where people are trying, where people turn Ratatouille into a musical, and oh. they like submit their own musical number ideas for certain scene, like for scenes in Ratatouille, and it is delightful. Really? See, uh, I I haven't really messed with TikTok at all, but I really was hoping you were going to say there's a whole trend right now on TikTok where people are putting an actual rat on their head and seeing if it can control them by pulling their hair. You know what? I would give it a couple months and that that will also be a trend on TikTok. <laughs> I, I feel like this one right here is just going to dilute into that. You know where I watch TikTok videos on YouTube? I watch YouTube, TikTok yeah. compilations on YouTube. That's right. So uh, apparently I was a part of a TikTok compilation. Really? Uh, Yeah, one of my TikToks. I found out because somebody from the YouTube came on to it and like commented on it and was like, I came here from the compilation. I was like, wait, what are we talking about? (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, TikTok. Okay. Ratatouille is also a good film. Let's continue. I liked it. Number five, the first Transformers live action movie. Should have just left it at that. Uh, I love been the last. Yeah, I love Transformers Gen one. um, And that movie was a huge turnoff to me. uh, So I didn't watch the other ones after the first one. So I watched I I, let me tell you, I enjoyed the first one. A lot of people did. Huge Transformers guy. Yeah. I mean, clearly, because I think they're still fucking making movies today. So clearly some people like them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I saw the um, Bumblebee one. That one I actually kind of liked. See, I never saw Bumblebee. Honestly, I gave up like around the same time uh, Megan Fox gave up. Oh. Um, <laughs> not really like correlated. I'm just that's around the same time I also gave up. You had a falling out but, with uh, Michael Bay and you were like, I'm not watching any more of these. Yeah. 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 I also had a fallout with Michael Bay. It, it was rough. Rough. Um, he made a lot of enemies that year. Me, M- Megan Fox. Yeah, you know. that's the that's but one yeah, of the no, many I, things uh, the two of you have in common. You and Megan Fox. Many, many things. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. I watched the first one and I enjoyed it, and I think I enjoyed it because I wasn't so attuned to Transformers like growing up. Right. Mm. Uh, it was kind of a. It was a thing I always knew existed but it was a new thing for me when I watched the live action movie, but man, they just, they got so just one trick pony so fast. Yeah. 
Well, they also got ridiculous and started just messing with their own canon and timeline. But for me, Transformers Gen 1 was like, and probably still is a huge part of, you know, my life, especially my childhood. The original Transformers, the movie, the animated movie is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, So those Mm -hmm. movies missed the mark for me. I actually think I probably would have liked it better and felt different if it was just a movie about giant robots not called Transformers. If they just didn't try to brand it Transformers, I might have been like, oh, this is pretty cool. Right. Well, it was. Uh, what if they were like that, um, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie? Sure. Yeah. I would watch that. That, that, that exists, though. Does it? Oh, it does. With yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's in it. Yeah. Yeah, Real Steel. I can't remember the name of that movie. Right? Fuck. Was it called Real Steel? Real Steel. Okay, was it? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Real Steel. That's See, what it was. I, I, I am, I'm a big movie fan, and so a lot of that stuff oddly sticks with me. But yeah, you're right. Uh, there's so many movies that don't make a lot of sense conceptually, um, but surprisingly get made anyway like a the the battleship movie dude another fucking board game movie yeah another board game turned movie what's next yahtzee oh man i would love to see the parcheesi movie dude the parcheesi movie yeah shoots and ladders movie oh shoots and ladders they could probably do uh all you no that's a tim burton vehicle right there Oh, you think shoots and ladders would be Tim Burton? Yeah, oh, I, I all day, all day. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What has this segment gotten into? I don't what know. The fuck are we talking about? Uh, number four was Shrek the Third. Oh, I'm a fan of all the Shrek movies. Eric, what about you? Uh, I think I've only seen the first one, maybe parts of the second one. I'm not a huge Shrek fan, but it's fine. It's. Let me tell you. Give the third one a shot. Pretty good. Um, Okay, moving on. Number three was everybody's favorite superhero movie, Spider Man 3. Oh, that one. Yeah, cool. Moving on. Number two was Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I saw all those movies. I thought they were fun. I thought they were great. Yeah, you, you a big Potter fan? Uh no, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but I liked all those movies. I, I really enjoyed watching them. So so I I I would consider myself a big Potter fan. Um, growing up, I remember my sis my mom would drop my sister and I off at the Barnes and Noble on for midnight release dates of the new Harry Potter books, and I remember it it was like movies back then, like mi- like midnight release release movies. You like. The store opens up early. You are late, I guess. Um, you stand in line. They give like they have exclusive prize packs if you go and get like one of the first 50 copies at a store. It was great. Well, my friend, let me tell you my first exposure to Harry Potter when it started getting uh, really popular, and this is just because I'm old. Uh, I worked at a Borders Books, a huge one in South Florida in the year 2000, maybe 2001 at this point. No, it was 2000. Um, And I had to work a midnight release for whatever Harry Potter book came out that year. Fun? 
I guess that would have been Goblet of Fire that year. Was it fun? I, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't know much about it aside from just hearing about it, you know? So Dude, I, I, I legitimately can't tell you how exciting it was to stand in line for a fucking Harry Potter book, knowing you're about to get new content, like new Harry Potter content. The world was about to expand for you. I guess um, so. And now J.K. Rowling insists on giving us new weird uh, pieces of information no, about Harry Potter, but bad. Eh. She's bad news. Oh, this. Okay. So this uh, must have been says that that book came out in May of 2001. All I know is that I uh, I was working at the borders and we had to do a midnight launch and, uh, you know, people were there and like dressed up and whatnot. It was weird. Good times. Good you, times. You, dude, did you know if you if you would have been in Texas, that could have been our origin story? Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> uh, okay, so number one movie that year was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. That's the third Pirates movie. Let me tell you, good movie. Uh, you know, I think I liked one, and I enjoyed two, and I remember three being uh, kind of a, a weird, abstract, like, does this even make sense movie? Yeah, they get a little uh a little strange there towards the end. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just like any movie series at the time. Look at Pir- uh look at uh Transformers. Well, yeah. They start off normal, then they get so fucking weird. Yeah, like so, uh, they're ain't they're like medieval knights and stuff. What? What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I recently rewatched all of the Pirates of the Caribbeans because they're all on Disney Plus. Yeah. In one just lazy weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was a fantastic, it was a very enjoyable weekend. I enjoyed all those movies. I liked that series. I mean, Johnny Depp's got a little bit of, uh, there's some talking going on right now around him. Uh, but yeah. but those movies, I can't take anything away from those movies being pretty fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, they're working and on it, a new one, right? Are they? And it, it's uh, it's not him, huh? Margot Robbie is going to be in it, which Ooh, that'd that, be cool. It doesn't make me angry at all. Not at all. No. No. Margot Robbie as a pirate. I'll take it. I'll fucking take. I'll be there. Midnight I'll be release. There. I'll be there. Let's let's um, do it, dude. Let's okay. Listen, everybody. If you're, we're, we're going to find a movie theater in the middle between Seattle and Dallas. Yeah. We're going to find the closest movie theater to halfway. We're going to rent out the entire theater. We'll tweet out where this location is and you come traveling and watch the new Pirates of the Caribbean with your favorite ICP podcast hosts. All right. Real talk here. I will actually do this. If we get to a place where the world gets back to normal ish where we can travel, where we can go to movies, where we can do stuff. And that movie actually sees the light of day. I will fly back to DFW. I will throw a movie party at an Alamo draft house, and it will be just for our friends and and listeners of this podcast. Hey, I am down to chip in on that. Let me tell you, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it word hell yeah okay uh well yeah 
those are movies from 2007. Yeah. Now let's talk about a specific piece of, I mean, I would say high fine art work. Uh, agree. Yes. Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 3 is the artiest of art. I mean, it's it's guys, if you didn't like it, maybe it's a little too high concept for you. Maybe. Just kind of come at it with a different pair of shoes on, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what do we need to know about this release? <laughs> There's so little information about it out there. It's a very odd release, but I was able to look at a scan of the booklet and get at least a little bit of of factoids and nuggets of info to share with you. So it was released on November 13th, 2007. Um, this is becoming kind of a common thing. They do a compilation type album right before the holidays, you know, right. Uh, the album failed to chart on the billboard top 200, but it did hit 34 on the top independent album charts. Not great for them. Uh, almost kind of high. It's pretty, pretty high for what it is. I mean, for what it is, independent, but on independent new ICP albums have been, you know, number one or top 10. So, right. I guess this, this didn't say their name on it, but, uh, almost all the tracks on this album are produced by Eric Davies, who worked on a ton of psychopathic releases between 2007 and 2015. And Dr. Punch, who in doing some research, I found out is violent J. Uh, there are four tracks near the beginning that say that they're produced by Mike Clark. And there's even one track later in the album produced by Mike P. Uh, but I did notice that many of these tracks have music created by different producers that we have not encountered before. Um, but mostly that Eric Davies and Dr. Punch, very strange. Um, so some interesting info here. This album released only two weeks after an album called Juggernauts, The Best of Insane Clown Posse. Now, this album was not released by Psychopathic Records, but instead by Island, and it contains 18 digitally remastered songs from their Island years, 97 to 2000, and it's mostly all the video and radio sing singles from Great Malenko, Amazing Jekyll Brothers, yeah. and the Bizarre Albums. Uh, that album actually hit 124 on the top 200. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 3 released the same day as Psychopathic The Videos, which is a DVD collection of 25 music videos from the history of the label, each video with an intro by a different psychopathic artist. So basically, they really made sure that uh, all those little juggalos were going to have some new shit under the tree that year. Yeah, they took care of them. Yeah. If Santa wasn't going to, they definitely took care of them. Yeah, uh, so I noticed this. In 2007, they released a bunch of stuff, but uh, albums weren't really charting particularly well. In 2008 and in 2009, the label, not ICP, the entire label, only released three albums each year. So they were releasing eight and nine albums a year for the past couple of years. Right. They're dropping down to three. And I'm wondering, is 2007 the year ICP fell off? It could be. I mean, we'll see going forward, but that's not a good indication. The fact that the label dropped that down that much. Yeah, it's weird. That's extremely strange. Um, and honestly, it's probably a little too late. 
uh, for ICP to officially fall off, if I'm being completely honest <laughs> with what we've been listening to lately. But we are studious folk, and we are not here to uh, judge uh, before we listen to the actual pieces of work, or else this uh, this podcast would have only been a handful of episodes long. We are scientists. We are scientists, and that is probably the most important part uh, that you should take away um, especially when in our old senile crazy years, both of us start uh, tweeting climate change um, predictions. Oh, because we're scientists. We are scientists. We are scientists. Guys, Eric, let's get into our review. Let's get let's into start it. with our album cover thoughts. What were your thoughts? Uh, I really hate this cover everything about it i just just hate it um i'm not sure who anybody other than icp is supposed to be just by looking at the cover uh my note says it's so ugly and shitty (laughs) uh dude the the spacing of the album title fucks me up the way it's split i really don't like that you can't even see the three on the on the title uh this is their to me maybe their worst album cover so far but what did you think Oh, this thing sucks ass. Um, so let me say, so my wife is a teacher. Yes. Uh, she teaches multimedia and broadcasting mm-hmm. at an element or at a middle school rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a Photoshop course and sometimes the really funny ones, the funny assignments that, that kids will, will <laughs> turn in, uh, Emily will show me on occasion. Oh, this boy. looks like one of those. If if she showed me this and said a child in my class made this, I would say, yeah, mm hmm. <laughs> uh, that I, yes, <laughs> I, I just it's it's uh, the this sort of generic alien figures with like yeah. the face paint slapped on. I it's it's so ugly, <laughs> so ugly. Man, I I don't like. The background is just confusing. The earth is there, but dude, I, and then you're right. The spacing, like there's nothing redeemable about this album cover. I think this might get the official poo poo head, terrible shit cover of the year award. I think so. I think so. The official. It's gotta be every, every album cover from here has got to be better though. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I think we've hit rock bottom. Rock bottom. But I'm excited to see where we go from here. Me too. Well, let's see where we go from here on this particular album, because we're going to go track by track. As usual, on a compilation album, we'll touch on every song, but we're only going to officially review the tracks that are by or featuring ICP, uh, which turns out to be about seven. Oh, yeah. Out of the uh, 16. So about half. Yeah, that yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, not terrible. I mean, I think we've reviewed more before in a compilation album, but we've definitely reviewed less. I yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, let's go ahead and start off. Number one is a song that is going that is featuring ICP. I use the term song loosely. Called Blast Off. Eric, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this is an intro. It's kind of an interesting intro. I kind of like it. It's just cool, spacey themed sounds. Uh, 
and there's not a lot of space stuff on this album. As a matter of fact, save two or three little bits. If you didn't have this intro and outro, there would be no space theme whatsoever. Uh, but I, yeah, I thought it was fine. What about you? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, yeah, it's cool space noises. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It wasn't yeah. that long. Yeah. Um, it was a true intro. In fact, genius.com doesn't even have lyrics for it because there really aren't lyrics for it. Yeah, it's like counting, um, and then they say the names of all the artists that are on the album, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it, but it, it's, it, it did its job. Did it, it did its job. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's move on to track two. Uh, because ICP is part of this group, we'll review it. This is Further Away by Dark Lotus. What'd you think? So... I didn't like the intro to it. Beat kicks in. Beat was pretty good. The flows were pretty solid. I mean, but you're always going to get solid flows from, especially if you have Blaze and Minoxide and Madrox. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Yep. They're always going to fucking kill it no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> um, the chorus really sucks. Uh, and it seems like, yeah, they, I guess, Shaggy has, or they they both have short verses later. Hmm. They each have one kind of proper verse, and then other than that, kind of you only hear them on the the course of farther and farther away part. Yeah, um, chorus is not good in this song, but it's not like so offensive that I hated it. Yeah, yeah, and you know I kind of feel the same. I don't think it's great, but it is catchy because I can still picture the further and further away. Like it repeats over right. and over and it, it's not, it's not particularly good. It's kind of, you know, straightforward, but catchy. This is to me less like a dark Lotus song though. And more like they recycled the beat from tilt a whirl and just threw everybody on it. And it it's fine. Yeah. There's some vaguely space-themed content, I think, here and there. But I, I agree. Uh, you know, um, the verses by Twisted and, and Blaze uh, are the ones that really made this song work. But it was fine. It was a fine song. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's move on to the next song here. Track three. This is an ICP track called Truth Dare. What were your thoughts? Uh. You know, I looked at this track in a lot of different places because I was, I'm like, who is singing on the chorus and bridge here? And when I did enough research, I found out that this is Brian Abrams from a 90s R&B group called Color Me Bad. And I'm not sure if you remember them, but they had terrible songs like I Want to Sex You Up and I Adore Mia Moore and All for Love. They were like the sappiest, cheesiest of the boy band R&B. Oh, I think I remember I Want to Sex You Up. Oh, that was their big hit. And it's gross. Um, <laughs> so odd that that's who's on this track. But anyway, that's hilarious. That makes that. I won't give my I, yes. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, I, the beat was kind of cool. I wasn't feeling the change up for the chorus really. Um, I've never heard this rhyme though. Truth, dare, double dare, promise or repeat. I'm. I looked it up and apparently it is um, some sort of you know nursery rhyme kind of thing. I'm just not familiar with it. Uh, I don't know. I think the song was fine, but it didn't really do much or evolve. What did you think? Um, 
So my thoughts on this song, the the chorus. So I didn't like how it started out. The chorus kicked in, and it was kind of sick. And then everything started falling together for me, and the song kind of grew on me a little bit. This is the one I listened to the most times, I think. I probably listened to this three or four times just to try and figure it out. Like At at, at first, when it starts, like the the whispering, the whisper rapping kind of sucked. But then you're like, oh, no, hey, this kind of fucking works, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's different enough. It, it it it's different than what we've gotten from ICP, mm-hmm. especially recently. And I think because what we've gotten from ICP recently hasn't been that great, this has been a real breath of fresh air. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I feel quite as strongly in that direction. I still think it was a relatively mediocre song, but it was different for them for sure. It let me tell you let, let me put it this way. It was different from what I like. Uh, I look at a psychopathics from outer space record. I don't think I'm going to see anything new or different. I'm just going to see what I expect a uh, lowest common denominator ICP song 15 times. See, I feel like on psychopathics from outer space, we get the weird random stuff that doesn't fit anywhere else. <laughs> But there's stuff lately I feel like has all been stuff that doesn't fit with anything else. Yeah, I know. You're, you're kind of right on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, let me tell you, this song is as mediocre as mediocre can be if you put it on any good ICP piece of work. Yeah, absolutely. Off this album, it wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't stand out. No, 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 no. But because it's on this piece of work, because it was on this compilation album, I think is why it stands out to me so much. Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right. Well, uh, the next three songs are ones that we are not going to review. We're just going to touch on. Uh, so let's talk about real quick. Number four, the song is called Shake by a group called Zodiac Imprint. This is by Blaze and the ROC. Now, if you're not aware, the ROC was the third member of House of Crazies who departed the group and the two remaining members went on to become Twisted. Right. 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 Okay. So what'd you think of Shake? I thought it was okay. I thought the flows were dope. I liked the flows. Yeah. I thought the song was not great and the beat was not great, but it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't offensive. Um, Well, let's move on to the next one. The next one, again is a song that we are not going to officially review because it does not feature ICP, but this is a song by Twisted Mm -hmm. called My Addiction. What were your thoughts? Uh, Definitely not the best Twisted song I've ever heard. Pretty bland by their standards, but it was a chill beat and decent flows. What'd you think? I didn't like this song, and one of my notes is, I'm so glad I don't need real thoughts on this song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for, for Jamie Madrox and Monoxide's skills, this song does not showcase it in any positive way. It's just not their best song. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I think we're in agreement. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So number six, another one that thank God we are not reviewing is called my van by boondocks, who is a new artist that was, Signed to Psychopathic Records uh, around this time. What did you think? 
Man, what what was that beat? <laughs> is what I want to know. That was terrible. Uh, this whole song was terrible. I literally couldn't listen to the whole song. I tried twice. It's bad, like sort of country rap. I don't like the beat. I don't like his tone or flows, and I don't like the song. I think I probably skipped past it most of the way through at some point, both times. I just couldn't do it. I I don't blame you at all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yes. Let's move on. Okay. The next song uh, is a song that we're actually going to, uh, to review because mm-hmm. it has violent J. Uh, it is called put it down. It is by blaze violent J and Jamie Madrox. Put it down. What were your thoughts? Uh, very minimal chill beat and that beat really doesn't do much throughout the song it just kind of stays that way i think the flows are fine um song is kind of about nothing uh, but you know it's all put it down put the knife down kind of thing like somebody has like uh hit their breaking point and they're about to do something violent or awful yeah. saying put the knife down i didn't I didn't dislike this song, but it also wasn't a, if you put it on another album, it wouldn't be a standout ICP track or standout twisted or standout blaze track. Like the, the sum of the, the parts is lesser than the individuals. But what did you think? The low key beat? It was, it was sick. I, I, I like that chorus was not good. Honestly, this song would have been like, okay. I wouldn't have had any strong thoughts on it at all. Mm-hmm. If it was maybe a minute and a half shorter. Sure. Yes. You know, I I think it comes in at four minutes and eight seconds. Definitely not the longest song on the album. uh, That's for sure. Yeah. But it uh, (laughs) but it, it, it could it could have been a just fine, not stand out, but just fine. Two minute, 45 second song. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think with some tweaking and some revisions and stuff, this could have been a pretty strong track. But yeah. for right now, it's a middle of the road song. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to track eight, one that we are not going to review. We're just going to touch on another new artist for the psychopathic roster. And we actually on The Tempest, there was a song featuring DJ Clay. But this is just a song I wrote by dj clay uh what were your thoughts um song was kind of dope i i do have a question though i i didn't look into this because i didn't have time i don't know if maybe you did where was the intro sample from uh no i don't know Mm, okay well i don't really care enough to uh figure it out but uh it was a pretty good little intro if i remember correctly it's sampled from somewhere I don't remember. But yeah, no, this this song was was fine. It was, it was, it was pretty good. What are your thoughts? I felt the opposite. Uh, I, I don't get DJ Clay. I'm not a big fan of his tone or flows. I, did, I didn't like the mix. There was something really weird about the tuning on the snare drum, and the beat was not my thing. It kind of felt like a, a kid that listened to ICP trying to make his own songs in his bedroom. This is like... Yeah, hey, I can make songs like that too. And there was some pretty rough right. singing. Uh not not a song I dug. It didn't add a lot to the okay. album for me. Makes personally. sense. Yeah. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get uh to the next song. The next song we are gonna review because it has Shaggy. Uh and this is a song called Last Day Alive by Boondocks, Shaggy and Monoxide. What were your thoughts? Uh, you know, we get 
We've had a couple of little space or laser type samples throughout the album. There's some at the beginning of this one. Uh, this beat was okay, I guess. I feel like the hook was super lazy. Um, I feel like I've heard conceptually really similar tracks from ICP before. What are you going to do if it's your last day alive? You know, kind of thing. Uh, The Boondocks verse was pretty whack to me. Uh, There's a concept here, but the song isn't great. Um, Shaggy's verse is okay. Monoxide verse is actually pretty solid. Uh, The chorus looping at the end just drags on forever to me, though. Uh, Way too long. What'd you think? Yeah, you're right. I mean, conceptually, I think ICP's done this five or six times. Yeah. Uh, it's not a new concept. It's a concept that they do well. Sure. I- I've, I've always enjoyed how they did it. This one's probably the worst. Um, I think the chorus makes this song way worse than it is. Yes. I think if you cut that chorus or if you do just do a little bit of editing and a little bit of just changing it around... This song would be way better than it is. Because the flows were solid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the beat was just okay, but man, that chorus kills this song. Much like Put It Down, this is a song that feels halfway there. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to track 10. The next two are not ones that we're going to... Uh, review just touch on but track 10 is called zombie it's by twisted what'd you think uh the beat is weird and nope is the <laughs> are the two things i wrote what, what were your thoughts uh i think the beat has kind of a creepy 90s feel with a cool bass line but i thought the storytelling and verses were solid reminds me of the green book i like the singing uh, i actually thought that this was probably the best track on the album to this point for me oh okay yeah. Well, hey, that was Zombie. Let's go ahead and go to the next one. Uh, just like Eric just said, uh, it's not going to be a full review because it does not feature ICP. This is a song called Girls, They Love Me, and it's by Blaze, You Dead Homie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> thoughts? Uh, I actually really like Blaze, but I thought this was uh, not a great beat or a great song. Just kind of okay. Flows are decent. What about you? Man, I said fuck this shitty song. I, I do. I was so, so, just upset with Blaze after this one. Pretty disappointing for Blaze. Very, very disappointing song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to track twelve. This is a Violent J solo track. It's called "If I Was a God." What did you think? My first line is "Ugh, why the guitar?" Yeah, it's pretty gross that way. Because I think the guitar ruins this song. Yeah. Yeah. The concept of this song, much like what would you do if it was the last day live? What would I do if I was a god? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good concept. I don't think they've done that one before. No. Although it seems pretty classic ICP, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I don't think they've done God before. Uh, my thoughts on that, when I first heard it, I went, this feels like the sequel to If I Was King, which I think was on, what was that, Forgotten Freshness 4 or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, same concept. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, this, just like that earlier song we are talking about, this does not need to be more than a three-minute song either. Mm. So Overstays is welcome, welcome a little bit. Um, but the, yeah, the guitar ruins it. What, yeah. what, what were your thoughts? 
I think the song is fine. Uh, again, classic concept. They are retreading, you know, well-trodden ground here. Uh, the one thing that I can say I liked is that there's a Fago reference in this song, and it feels like forever since we've gotten one. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been so long I missed it. So he said something about um, a whole lake of Fago or something like that near the end of the song, and I was like, that's cool. Huh. Uh, song isn't great, though. It's meh. Yeah. Yeah, it's meh. All right. I agree. Next song, actually, next two songs are ones that uh, we can move quickly over because neither of them features ICP. Uh, 13, track 13 is called Torn Possession by Boondocks. What'd you think? I thought okay for Boondocks. I thought the same. Uh, yeah. Better than I that mean, other it's song. Not nearly as bad. Oh, way better than that other song. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. All right. Next song. Uh, just like Eric was saying, not featuring ICP, so we're just going to glaze over it real fast. Song called Reason by is it supposed to say Motown Rage? Yes, there's I, there's a there's okay. a typo there. All right, Motown. This shows you how p- much I've been paying attention to this song. Motown Rage. Motown. Talks. Motown Rage. Uh, I don't want to skim over this one too quickly because I want to talk for a second here. This is yeah. <laughs> this is a hundred percent a rock band. Um, that they signed apparently to psychopathic at some point. And I guess that relationship didn't last a very long time, but uh, not a band that violent J created. This was a existing real band. And Oh my God, it's so much better than Zug Island. Dude, this band is way better than Zug Island. But I, you're right. Yeah. This yeah. is legitimately just rock. I, I feel like I should hate this, but I, I think this is the standout track on the album. Um, even though that's a terrible name for a band, Motown Rage, awful. Um, and also, I want to know in two, late 2007, who the fuck was doing rap metal? Like, that was not oh a thing God. that was going on. <laughs> um, but with that said, there are some serious, chunky new metal riffs here, and it's kind of cheesy. Uh, I don't even know exactly what kind of music to call it, but the mix and tone are good, and it goes pretty hard at some points. Dude, okay, so as soon as it hits a verse, I think, oh, this is rap metal. This is terrible. This sucks. Yeah. Um, But as soon as it hits like a chorus or just like riffs, instrumentals, I'm like, no, this song is fucking sick. Same. Like, exactly dude, same. It, it, the tones were good. The guitar tones were good. This is a rock song, so it calls for guitar tones. And there are some fucking riffs. I agree. Like... Again, I feel like I should hate it because it's definitely got a rap metal thing. However, I could totally picture a band coming out doing this right now because sort of new metal rap metal throwback stuff is making a resurgence. But like like the breakdowns and the instrumental breaks and the choruses and stuff, I think we're a little ahead of their time. They hit pretty hard. So I know we're not reviewing it, but pretty pretty weird five fagos five fagos <laughs> yeah like um, i i liked it i kind of liked it okay listen hollowed out first show back needs to cover <laughs> needs to cover reason and then yeah. be like this is a, y'all know this song and then nobody's gonna know it and then you're like oh it's reason by motown rage <laughs> we're not gonna say it's song? a cover we're just gonna play it and be we'll like oh this is it. our new song and people will be like man they really Really went for a sound change there. Yeah. People be like, wow, this is so much better. <laughs> God, something else. Guys, 
It is my greatest pleasure to introduce and move on to this next song for you guys. This is a song by the Hatchet family, and it is called Hatchet Man. Wow. Eric, what were your thoughts? Oh, gosh, I feel like I have a lot of thoughts here. Um, I think this is a cool beat. I like this beat. I like the feel of it. It's chill. And although the song is just kind of a generic juggalo anthem, um, I think it's good. I think Twisted verse, Twisted's verses are super hard. Everybody else's verses are decent. But oh my God, this song is 8 minutes and 25 seconds long. There's no hidden track at the end. That's how long the song is. And if I'm listening to the song, I actually figured out where... Without cutting any verses, without doing any edits, there's a natural conclusion to the song at 645. But instead of ending it, they kept going. There's a smooth jazz guitar solo. There's more choruses. And it just keeps going. I actually would have been fine with the length of the song if it was 645. I would have said, this doesn't feel long because it's all different MCs doing verses and it feels good. What did you think? So it's hard to, with this many MCs, it's hard to make a song that's less than what you're saying. Six yeah. minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, this is very much so a generic juggalo anthem, like as generic as you could get. Mm-hmm. Very money grabby, it seems like. And I think they know that. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the purpose of this song. It's autopilot they, they went all into day. This song. Oh, yeah. They went into this song with everybody saying, hey, this is going to be a song that our you know fans can just party to in their trailers at, you know, Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they did it. They did their job because this is catchy. It is. This is I mean, the chorus is something that a group of people can chant while they're drinking Fago. Yeah. But. In but and if it was just that with minimal verses, I would tear the song a new asshole. But in between those very generic parts are some dope ass verses. Yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah, you know Good I think you're right. If cases. it ended at six forty five, I'd be fine with the length. Yep. But as soon as it started doing the long outro and repeating the chorus over and over again, that's when you're like, okay, listen, I know what you're trying to do here. Don't push it this hard. Just come on. You know what I don't get, though? If you're going to make a song like this, end it at 645, and then when you play it live and it's the last song you play, do the 8 minute and 25 second version because live, that's totally different and people will sing along to the chorus when it comes back in after that guitar solo. Like, sure, do it live. Oh, yeah. Don't put it on the album that way. Yeah, this that that very much so I think would would have been fantastic live. I I would have been singing along that chorus at the end after the guitar solo. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Yeah. Well, uh, we technically have one more track to talk about, and it's called The Landing. This is the final track on the album. What'd you think? The Landing. There really isn't much to say about it because just like the intro, mm-hmm. there's not much to it, right? It yeah. ties the it ties the space theme together. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's its only purpose. 
Yeah, it's it's really similar to the intro track. It's weird, spacey noises. Uh, I I get the concept of bookending the album with these, but with a clearly extended album ender like Hatchet Man, I can't imagine why they felt the need to end a two minute pointless outro track with no music or vocals on it. Yeah, I think it cheapens Hatchet Man, honestly. Yeah, yeah, kind of whack. But there we go. That's an album. Super whack, but that is an album. Well, there we go. Guys, Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 3. Now let's talk overall thoughts on the album. I'll go ahead and start. Yeah. This was exactly what I have come to expect from a Psychopathics from Outer Space, which is minimal space space theme, weird songs that don't really seem to have, wouldn't be able to fit anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so nothing on this album offends me as being bad because it did it, it all is expectant for yeah. this type of album. Yeah. Nothing surprised me. That being said, standalone outside of Psychopathics from Outer Space, most of these songs are garbage. Yeah. But I'm not judging them on just their them alone. I'm judging them on how they are cohesive as an album and as a Psychopathics from Outer Space, they did their job. I guess so. I mean, you're right. This is exactly what we've come to expect. Psychopathics from Outer Space now feels like whoever's around the studio while they're doing this gets pulled onto a track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, My thoughts that I had written down, I had one word, bland. And that was my main thought. This is a very bland album. Uh, There were some new artists that didn't really add much to the mix aside from Motown Rage, which feels so out of place on this album. Um, Oh, yeah. There were really not standout beats. There were not standout songs. Like you said, there was nothing terrible on here like there was on Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 2, but there also wasn't anything that was really good on here. It it was kind of forgettable, but those are my thoughts. Kind of forgettable, I think, is, is the perfect, perfect thing. Now, <clears throat> let me tell you what this album's missing. Yeah. What? A little, uh, if we're talking bland, uh, you want to know it's not bland? What's that? A little fish and grits. Oh, God. This album is missing our boy, Fish and Grits. Uh, You know, I feel like every album I listen to that doesn't have fish and grits is missing fish and grits. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, and that's not just ICP exclusive. No, anything. Anything. Anything I ever listen to. Listening to Count Your Blessings, I'm like... "Mm." If only there were some fish and grits. Fish and grits. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, let's find this man. I would love for for any, if if we are ever going to have any guests on this podcast, I would love for our first guest to be fish and grits. I would also love for that to happen. If we could, we'll do a whole fish and grits themed episode. If, If somebody could get in contact, get us in contact with his people, please, 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 we're begging you. Please. Just do it. Well, hey, while you're uh, getting his cell phone number and, and emailing it over our way, <laughs> it is time for our personal favorite tracks. Our personal favorite tracks. Personal favorite tracks. Now, 
I have one in mind. I I think you're going to disagree with it, but I'll go ahead and say mine. Okay. And mine is, drum roll please, truth or dare. I thought that one might be the one that you'd pick. Uh, I'll say this. Of all the albums we've reviewed, sometimes we joke and we're like, oh, we have to pick songs. I have never had one that was more difficult for me to choose a favorite track. Um, the the song I liked best was Hatchet Man, but it's long as fuck. Like, right. it would be hard to justify putting that on here, but it's by far the best song to me on the album, beat-wise and stuff. To me, the next least mediocre song might be Put It Down. I don't know, but it's not as good, though. No. So I debated, should we put an eight-minute song that is objectively better, or should we put a you know three- or four-minute song that is a little more middle of the road? You know what? I think we should not sully the the playlist i think i think it's our duty to put on the longer song put it on then. objectively better do it all right well hey hatchet man and truth dare welcome to the playlist buddy and how long is our playlist now our playlist is now at least eight minutes longer i'll tell you that much <laughs> our playlist is now 56 songs four hours 14 minutes man that is a road trip that is officially a solid road trip. Yeah, a good road trip. Listen to it once all the way through on the way there, once all the way through on the way back. Love to hear it. Well, hey, before we get on to our Fago scores, which are coming up in just a moment, I want to real quickly talk to the listeners about Buzzsprout. That is the service we use to manage and publish our podcast. And I'll tell you, I've used some other services before, and I know this kind of sounds like an ad. Maybe that's because it is, but I really think Buzzsprout is very easy to use. It's very affordable. Uh, There's no complicated BS. If you're just starting in podcasting, uh, using Buzzsprout is pretty easy. If you want to check it out, if you're thinking, hey, I want to start, I want to start my own podcast, uh, go to our bio. There's a link in there, and if you sign up, you can even get an Amazon gift card. So check out Buzzsprout. Uh, we really dig them. We're 30 episodes in, and it has been consistently simple every week to get these posted and published everywhere. Listen, as podcasters, you're worried enough about not trying to say anything stupid while you record, right? Of course. Let, let Buzzsprout worry about the back end for you. Yeah. Just yeah, record and upload. Yeah, so so go ahead, go in there, grab that link, check out Buzzsprout, make it happen. Amazing. Well, now it's time for our Fago scores. Mmm. Mmm, indeed. Mm. Yummy. Uh so let's start with music and beats. I'm I'll go ahead and start. Okay. I gave it it a three. I was gonna give it a two and a half. But I had to give a little extra push for those just freaking fight riffs uh, <laughs> that that we we don't get to review fight riffs. No, but you know technically that's not supposed to be included in this review. Oh crap! It's not okay. Two and a half. You're right. You're right. You're right. Two and a half. Okay. It would have been a three if, dude, if they would have had uh, Violent J just clear his throat on that track. I know. I wish. 
dude, two and a half. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Violet J, hop in there with them next time. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm kind of glad he didn't because they just did their thing, you know? That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, I went with a two. If I could have included Motown Rage, uh, the music on that track, I thought was hard as fuck and it would have brought this up. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement then. Uh, okay, lyrics and flows. What, what'd you get? I went with 1.5 because overall, <laughs> I thought this was pretty bland and lazy. What'd you do? Uh, you did a little bit more than me because I went with a one. <laughs> a one? I, yeah. I, I could have gone it's, with a one. Dude, it, it was not good. I yeah. mean, Hatchet Man was pretty redeemable, but not redeemable enough to get over a one yeah. in my opinion icp stuff was pretty lame everybody else were the ones that were propping this album up uh, they exactly they kind yeah. of phoned it in um we're not going to do skits and interludes because there weren't if we're if we're doing skits and interludes if you want to i guess all we could do would be the intro track the end track and those couple little samples here and there and if we did that i would give this a one but I don't think it's worth doing skits and interludes. What did you think? It's not worth it. I would have given it a one as well, but it's not worth it. <laughs> okay. So then let's go to vibe at time of release. Uh, we talked about music in 2007. Today we talked about movies. We now remember what the sort of standard for entertainment was in 2007. What did you think the vibe at time of release was? 0.5. If we're holding it up to 2007 standards, the 2007 was a great year. Do y'all remember when we talked about the music? Yeah. And and then today we talked about the movies. 2007 was a solid year. Uh, it was. And I'm going to tell you, this album is glad that it's not stranded out in a desert because with the amount of Fago we're giving it, it's going to die of thirst. Oh, absolutely. That comes out to an average of 1.416, which is our first. I think this might be our first 1.5. Fagos scored album. Congratulations. Savor it. It's all you got. Yeah. Have we done 1.5 for any other albums? I don't know if we have. Have uh, check, Everybody check the ICUP with we wiki. Yeah. Um, why? I know somebody's keeping up with. I also want to know why that doesn't exist yet. Listeners get on it. Get on it get on it when uh what what episode was our sexy season two intro or recap i guess that season two intro was the recap of one that's episode 24 let's see i can tell you if we've ever done a 1.5 before we have given only one other album a 1.5 fago score do you know what it is oh geez hey i'm sure it's one of the bizarres no, it was Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, Psychopathics from Outer Space, we're fucking coming for you, apparently. We're fucking <laughs> yeah. eviscerating you. Absolutely. <laughs> to our two lowest. That and you know sense. what? The worst thing about this album is it's not offensively bad. It's just so boring and bland and middle of the road that it might oh, as well yeah. not exist. And that's worse than being offensively bad. I, I 100% agree. Well, all right. Hey, next week's episode is coming up. Mm-hmm. You want to know what we're reviewing? I do. Uh, maybe a little something it's called uh, Violent J's solo album came out in 2009, The Shining. 
What are you thinking about this one? I'm kind of eager to check it out because we've not had a proper Violent J solo album. This is his first, like, we've had a Shaggy solo EP and a Shaggy solo album. Violent J doing a solo album. What do you think about that? Man, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this review. I kind of didn't want to even waste my time with Psychopathics from Outer (laughs) Space 3 because I wanted to get to this one instead. Yeah. But... The time has finally come. I've paid my dues. I listened to Outer Space Part 3. Yeah. You said 2009, which is interesting because we just did three 2007 episodes. So we're skipping 2008 entirely because ICP did not release any albums in 2008. There was a new Dark Lotus album. They did a Hollow Wicked single and they contributed a few features to comps and mixtapes and stuff, but that's it. No proper solo or group ICP releases in 2008. Taking one year off. Guys, mm-hmm. if you want to know the Billboard Top 10 from 2008, look it up yourselves because we're not going to give you that information <laughs> next week. Should we do both in the next episode? Should we talk um, 2008 and 2009? Actually, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's we'll do talk that. about both. Well, hey, after next week's episode, we're going to do a season two recap and Christmas episode. Mm. It's going to be awesome. Then we're going to take a week off for the holidays and come back strong in 2021 with season three as we get into the second Joker's card deck. I can't believe it. Season two is coming to a close. It was a short season. Short, short season. Yeah, it's uh, just just about nine episodes. But we covered uh, so much has happened, you know. It's been an yes. odd and eventful sort of post-deck era, and we'll talk about that in our Christmas slash Season 2 recap episode. I'll, I'll be pretty eager to, uh, to get to that. I think, I think we, we owe it to ourselves and our listeners to have a, a fun sort of holiday-themed episode and then uh, a breather before we, we go hard into the second Joker's card deck, which, believe it or not, that's Season 3, and starting in 2009... That era is going to bring us up to current. We will eventually catch up to right now. Can you believe it? I can't. No, I can't. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it either. (laughs) I can't wait till we get to the end of all this. And then we go back and review and give a Fago score to each season. Oh, we can review our seasons. We're going to review our seasons and recap each one of our own episodes oh god to keep this going forever you know it's interesting season one was like a full album season two is like an ep and season three will be a full album that's what i'm saying this is our first joker's deck oh my gosh well actually yeah we're (laughs) we're on the first deck of icup with we episodes this is amazing guys this is all going to make sense. <laughs> Eventually. I promise. Get a time Eventually. machine. Stick with us. Stick with go, us. Go to the year 2068. Go to Spotify. You can just uh, use whatever technology they're using at the time. I think you probably just brain tap straight into it. Look at how many episodes there are. And you'll see they're not just split into season. They're split into decks. You'll see. And, and, and you're going to love it, guys. You're going to love this. Uh, okay. Until then, Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at nuclear is lonely. You can also check out my website, ericconway.com. Uh, all of my uh, work and video production and hosting and uh, music and podcasting stuff is all there. You can, you can find me there. How about you, friend? 
amazing. You can find all of my stuff at www.locklearcomedy.com um, as well as twitch.tv slash gristlemedia. I stream live about four days a week. It's fantastic. Sometimes we talk about ICP. Sometimes we talk about food. I, actually, we do it every day. We talk about food. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you do. I'm stoked on it. Guys, you can find the podcast on Twitter at ICUPWWE. Talk to us there. Reach out. Do that thing that we said at the very beginning of the episode. Get yourself a mug. Get yourself a mug, baby. <laughs> well, until then. It's been another fantastic week for Eric. I'm Aaron. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Big old whoop whoop out there to you. Whoop whoop. I don't know. I was like kind of just staring off into space. I must have been thinking about something. And he was like, hey, what you doing? And I was like, watching Shrek. And the look on his face, he like <laughs> looked around and was like, like his mind was blown. Like he was trying to think. He was like, how are you watching Shrek? Like it was just amazing. <laughs> oh, my God, dude.